The following program, the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255-368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian and David Wickert. Why, well, hey, good morning, and welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian, the older father, and this is my son, David Wickert, who's our Chief Client Experience Officer and high-producing senior loan consultant at Acunet Mortgage. If you've got a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the old national talk and text line, formerly known as the Acunet Mortgage talk and text line, but no longer. That is now 855. The number is the same, 616-1620, old national bank, get old. Uh, all right, so David, I- I'm saying that we underestimated the impact of the Silicon Valley Bank yeah. failure uh, during last week's show, you're claiming no, we didn't. Go on. You're you're here with hot takes, and I'm here with cold water. But go ahead. All right. I'm saying that, you know, we said, hey, this is isolated. It's going to be no big deal. Well, over the course of the week, uh, stock market went down a lot, and so did mortgage rates. We'll tell you how much mortgage rates dropped, and that's because uh, financial markets around the world kind of were worried. Uh, now. The United States banking system in the form of U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, she's kind of large and in charge, along with Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, along with the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, took extraordinary steps. And they said, hey, you know what, even though you guys have hundreds of billions of dollars uh, deposited with Silicon Valley Bank that are over and above the $250,000 FDIC insurance limit, tell you what. We're going to make you guys whole. All you depositors that had a million, ten million on deposit with FDIC, insure, uh, over the FDIC insured limit at Silicon Valley Bank, don't worry about it. You'll be able to get at your money on Monday. So that did a lot to quell fears. Mm-hmm. Um, can you summarize in a couple sentences what got Silicon Valley Bank in trouble? Banking itself is a confidence game. When you deposit money into the bank, the bank does, doesn't just like let the money sit there. They go out and lend that money. And so when they go out and lend that money, let's say to somebody to build a factory for $5 million bucks. Well, but if you show up and say, hey, I need my money back. I'm putting a down payment on a house. I, yeah, need, I my need my money, money back. Yeah. Well, the bank can't just go and rip that money back from the manufacturer who they lent it to to yeah. build. Hey, you I need my money factory. back. You know that loan I made you? I need all the money back. Right, I exactly. Pay, pay Bob his deposit here. And, and so this is true for all banks. When you have a mismatch, when everybody shows up and says, I want my money right now, that would cook any bank in the universe. That's right. Because they got to keep about 10%, 10 to 15% liquidity yeah. they're supposed to have around. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, and so... That's what happened with Silicon Valley Bank. They had money invested, and then everybody showed up and knocked at their door and said, I want my money back. And they had lots of big deposits. Remember, right. uh, last week we reported that uh, investors showed up on Thursday of that week, the 9th of March, and said, we'd like to take out $42 billion 
And yeah. the total deposit base was like $175 billion. So like literally 25% of their customers said, I want my money now. Yeah. That forced uh, Silicon Valley Bank to go sell some assets, which were perfectly safe assets. They own bundles of mortgages guaranteed by the full faith and credit of the United States government. But the only problem was they were allowed to pretend that those bundles of mortgages with rates at 3% were still worth a hundred cents were, on the dollar. A hundred yeah. cents on the dollar when really they were only worth fifty cents. So there's your regulatory mm, failure, right? Is yeah. nobody was making Silicon Valley Bank say, you know what? Can, what are the value of those more bundles the of mortgages right value. now today in a six percent interest rate environment? Yeah. The answer is they're worth fifty cents on the dollar, and so that's when things really unraveled. The other really interesting thing that happened last week is the next most vulnerable bank decided by the free market is a bank called First Republic Bank, also on yeah. the West Coast. Yes, and what was especially interesting is that I think six of the largest banks. Um, Chase, Bank of America, Wells Fargo Bank, Citibank all said, you want to know how safe, you want to know how comfortable we are with First Republic Bank, one of our competitors? Tell you what, together we're all going to throw in $30 billion yeah. of uninsured deposits into this competitor. That's how confident we are in the banking system. Yeah. Still, that did not quell fears. But don't worry. The Federal Reserve came to the rescue and said, hey, banks, if you've got some underwater collateral, like Silicon Valley Bank did, tell you what, we will lend you money. You can use those underwater securities as collateral for this cash. We'll pretend loan. that they're still worth 100 and, cents on the dollar. Yeah, so see, if you pretend everything's okay, it's going to be okay. Okay, so so for, for those at home, I, you know, this was a, a interest rate and duration risk, which is a really wonky phrase I just used. But, Dad, okay. The Fed, when do you recall the Fed started raising rates? I've got it in front of me. I'm going to go with, uh, they did a quarter point raise, I'm going to say in February of 2022. Basically one year ago. And yeah. and don't forget, they did not, the Fed, and we're going to get to their upcoming meeting here, they didn't just like wake up one day and do it. They gave, I'm going to say about a six month, yeah. you know, telegraph, raising... we're going to do this. So yeah. let's say... Come basically uh, August of 21 is when the Fed started saying, oh, you know, this inflation thing is not starting to go away. It's not transitory anymore. Right. It's real. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so my question is obviously, August of 21 was not sufficient time for Silicon Valley Bank yeah. to start um, unscrewing their, uh, their portfolio. So, my question is. How much time do you think would they have needed? All of it. But that's or what I'm more. saying. It's Infinity. not. It is. It is. It is them, not the system. Because how, okay. how much more time would they have needed? But, but the regulator should have been tapping them. And there was some talk this week that the regulator was starting to get a concern, but they didn't do anything about it until it was too late. But folks, the takeaway is your money is safe, especially if you have less than two hundred fifty thousand dollars on deposit. For Why? Sure. Uncle Sam's going to make it okay. Yeah. Right. And then these other a lot of businesses, Accident Mortgage has way more than $250,000 on deposit with various banks. But you've got to take a look at that and say, well, how is that individual bank doing? Are they are they screwing up? You know, are they right. taking sure. risky investments? And most of your regional banks are not doing what Silicon Valley Bank did. So the bottom line is that mortgage rates are lower as a result. And 
people were out there buying houses last week. We had a really good bumper crop of accepted offers last week. When we come back, I'm going to tell you where interest rates finish the week. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. And we're also going to take a, take a hard look at real numbers. Mm, are people getting deals on real estate in, in <laughs> Wisconsin? Mm, we'll tell you the truth when we come back. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Don't just find a house, find your home. Here's more of the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And also the younger, taller, more handsome David Wickert. And uh, I forgot one important thing. The other article, the other thread uh, was that banks, because of all the banking turmoil, because of this, ooh, depositors want their money back and blah, 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 banks are going to tighten up on their credit criteria and choke the economy. Nope. Uh, uh, not on residential mortgages, folks. And why is why will banks not tighten up on residential mortgage credit criteria, David? I have an answer if you don't oh, want to. Yeah, go. you go ahead. What's okay. top of your list? Because they sell all the mortgages. 30-year oh. fixed rates, folks, yeah, yeah. do not sit in the bank's portfolio. 30-year fixed rate mortgages get sold to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And so... All I got to do is originate my loans if I'm a bank or if I'm making a mortgage. I just have to originate these loans according to the credit criteria of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And conveniently, they both have automated underwriting systems that tell you green light go or red light no go. Mm -hmm. So it's not that hard. So so unless Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac tighten their criteria, which they're not, uh, it's business as usual when it comes to residential uh, mortgage lending. All right. So in terms of where we finished the week uh, in terms of mortgage rates, we could once again, this is a $300,000 purchase price with 25% down and 780 credit. That's the new top watermark for uh, FICO scores, uh, credit scores. Uh, low overhead Acunet could offer 599 Are you out of your mind? Woo. 599 uh, That's if you're willing to pay uh, three quarters of a point, which amounts to $1,690 in points to get that trophy rate. The APR would therefore be 6.07. David, are you raising your hand or just stretching? Uh, no, I'm, I'm raising my hand because I want to compare that to, well, but Dad, if it came down from 6.5, the payment savings must be extraordinary. I have the answer. Okay, what is the answer? So on, you just described a $225,000 mortgage on a 30-year yes. fixed. Payment difference? 75 bucks. Okay, so but, but when you combine that with the other 75 bucks from coming down from 7%, yeah, which is where yeah. we were tickling, that's 150 bucks. I, it's not chump change. It's not nothing. But it's not nothing. And it, you know, it but it just feels so much nicer. Now, the question is should you take that 599 with 3 quarters of a point? Well, over in aisle number two, you could have 6.375, so just a hair under 6.5, and, and that's with no points, so the APR is just 6.39. Or in door number three, a little higher rate, 6.625%, and that's with a total loan cost, are you ready, of just $272. I've had, I've had a number of clients. We do that exact thing, right? We I'm sharing my screen. We look at, okay, uh, option one, trophy rate. Option two, middle cost. Option three, low cost, no cost. With no coaching, 98% of home uh, shoppers will go for the trophy rate. But Well, which is exactly, it reminds me of there's the head and there's the heart. Mm. And the heart wants the low rate. And that, because as much as we 
show like, you know, hey, it's a break even of this much, you know, on the lower cost option, you know, the payment difference is X. That's the head, but the heart usually wins because I want that low rate. Oh, they like, do. So people are, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying, David, but I'm going to go with that lower rate. Yes. Okay. I literally had someone say on, what, on in the evening, I want the low cost, and then they messaged me like, hey, can I do actually the lower cost the next morning? Uh, oh, oh so they what, went to the higher rate with the low cost. It, it sunk uh, in? The other way. Oh, they went the other way. Oh, yeah. they couldn't. Okay, their mind said, yeah. So the reason you, why <laughs> why would somebody take the higher rate with only $272 in closing costs? Are you well, out of your mind, David? You're going to lose money over the 30 years. That's plain. And, and I, and I, you know, my example is always, you're give, you're basically giving David and Acunet a window of time. Let's just say two years, right? Because it's 2.8 years. Yeah. Okay. Almost oh, then and only then in 2.8 years, which is literally Memorial Day of 2025. Mm. Can I call you any time before then and get you a lower rate? For maybe Probably. Mm-hmm. And if I'm wrong, the payment difference is tens of dollars. Yeah. By the way, the National Association of Realtors just came out with their forecast for interest rates, and they're predicting 5.6 on the 30-year fixed rate by the okay. last three months Not yet. of this year. Of this year. Yeah. All right. When we come back, I want to tell you uh, whether people are – getting deals are they getting properties under contract less than the asking price that's what the national headlines would lead you to believe you'll be surprised when you learn the answer from the front lines of mortgage lending in southeastern wisconsin anyway you're listening to the academic mortgage and realty show on wisconsin's radio station am 620 wtmj Buying process. Welcome back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, David, I took a look at a dozen accepted offers that came in last week in Wisconsin for AccuNet Mortgage, and here's what I found. Uh, of the dozen, exactly one, one <laughs> came in under the list price, the asking price of the seller. That, that was a lower-priced condo in Milwaukee County. It came in $9,900. They got it under contract for $9,900 less than the asking price. Okay. Then we had a whopping two that were at the asking price. So that's a total of three out of 12, or uh, 25% were at or under asking. That means that 75% of the transactions that we had an up-close and personal look at that, that were you know handled by a member of the National Association of Realtors, so I could look it up on the multiple listing service, came in over asking, and they ranged from between $2,000 was the lowest over asking that we had, which amounted to 1% of the purchase price in that example. And then here are the rest of them. Uh, Waukesha County, ten grand over, which was 3%. Um, Washington County, sixteen grand over asking, four percent of the price. Dane County, seventeen five over asking, four percent higher than the asking price. Manitowoc County, eleven five over asking, four percent of the asking price higher. Uh, Jefferson County, seventeen grand over, four percent over. Uh, Waukesha County, thirty grand over. Let me. I, earlier in the show, I said you got hot takes and I got cold water. Let me pass that bucket of cold water over to you now, because. Okay. There's no discounts in what you just said. No. You're th- you're throwing cold water on them headlines. Yeah, yeah. So at least where we live, and part of this is because, well, I don't know. I we had don't have 
Go ahead. Well, because I had a client. He he. I don't think he's a radio listener, but he he could have been because what he said was, you know, they're looking in this specific range, and mm. there were ten offers on this house. Okay. And he said, well, and then we. We all, you know, another house came up, and I assume that all nine who didn't get that house are looking in the same range and showed up at this new place. You know, and he just, I think, intuitively was like, yeah, "Yeah, these people aren't going away. We're all kind of looking in the same spot. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like even. If you showed up at an open house, you'd like see all the, hey, how are you? Yeah, hey, how are you? Right, yeah. (laughs) Oh, you're still looking. How much do you like this house? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, but, but even if there were twice as many listings, you know, partic- it still would satiate. Right. Right. So we are a long way from a balanced market, at least in southeastern Wisconsin. Now, that's not the case in other places. Another client of ours got an accepted offer on a Cape Coral condominium that's near Fort Myers. That's mm-hmm. the sister city of Fort Myers. Uh, they got it for an eight percent discount, thirty-five grand under asking. And and there's an article about how San Francisco's, you know, in the dumper in Idaho. So like politics, folks, all real estate is local. Yeah. And, and so it matters about the supply and demand in the price range, in the property type, in the geography in which you're trying to acquire a home. Go ahead, Dim. And more than anything, I think buyers are capitulation I think is too harsh of a word. But they're Some just buyers. Well, but they're saying just like, you know what, my desire to wait, like, I'm going to wait till them rates come down. Mm. Guess what? Real life uh, is going to make you change your mind a lot faster than hoping and sticking it out and that rates come down. And we're seeing that with buyers. Buyers are just like, you know what? And we're consulting that like. We're helping them get in touch with their reality. Well, that, that rates are not a life sentence right now. Mm-hmm. And that actually works best with current homeowners. It's like I bet the rate you have right now is not it's the, not rate, the you rate you started, started at. Yeah. So you can do the same show on this new house uh, because ultimately it's real life that drives people to decide I want a new place. And now in in reality, um, you know, rates ain't bad. But no, the good news is that uh, refinancing in Wisconsin and Chicago area, by the way, are is really cheap. Unlike yes. other areas of the country, like the Twin Cities or Florida. Now, David, you you were telling me uh, in between on the last break, you've got an excellent story to share of some folks who were mm, gun shy, gun shy, yeah. I would call it maybe, yeah. but then kind of caught on or decided to take your advice exactly after losing david what can we do i'm tired of i'm tired of losing losing. what can we do and that's when i cracked open the acunet you know playbook and i said i've got some ideas for you i'll tell you that story when we come back helping you find a place to call home this is the acunet mortgage and realty show with brian wickert on wtmj all right david you've got a fantastic story and you know everybody's on a journey right a journey through life and a journey through the home buying process and sometimes we offer advice to people and they're just not ready to hear about it yet so give us your frontline real story of how you help somebody get from the losers uh, area into the winner circle yeah you bet so these folks are looking up in brown county home to them green and gold and and actually how they found us, they were most interested in a specific program that we have that has 0% down. Aha. Uh-huh. 
Uh, the APR on that is anywhere from 5.9 to 6.5. But so that is what is most interesting to them, right? Because they want to keep the most amount of money in their pocket. Yes. Uh, because they're a young couple, but they realize, you know, they're looking at like the two hundred dollars to $250,000 price range. And a house like that is going to need some love. And that requires Could cash. Be, yeah. Which also we learned last week, Green Bay is the hottest appreciating market in Wisconsin. Home values up 18% year over year. Yeah. So another thing that's, hey, I'm going to keep my powder dry. But David, how do sellers view offers that are being written with 0% down? Well, uh, not as well as they view other offers with more percent down. You know, And so they, they were writing it with 3% down. But, you know... Even five or ten. I mean, especially when you get to twenty percent down, and especially in that price range. I mean, like mm-hmm. we've seen down here in southeastern Wisconsin, you know, parents and grandparents step in to juice, you know, the down payment or the offer for you know in that price range, let alone a cash offer, right? Yeah. And so they had written, I'm going to say at least four offers, okay, uh, with their three percent down, and they had lost every time. Even though it was rock solid guaranteed, right? oh, hey, we we can back yeah. these people. But the, what's going through the seller's mind is there's no margin for error, right? If the right. appraisal comes in a few, a couple thousand under, oh, these people and in a no competitive and in a competitive situation, they might be above the purchase price might be above what an appraiser could justify too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, sometimes you can't just tell somebody it's the hot stove. You got to put your hand on the hot stove to really learn the lesson. So what happened? And so they came. They're like, David, you know, should we, you know, what can we do our pre-approval? You know, should we just like, you know, rent for another year? Is there any downside to renting? I was like, no. But there's also no downside in buying right now, especially as you said, Dad, that home values are going to continue to rise. That's the downside to renting is that next year the house could be more expensive. But go on. Well, but but so so and they said, you know, Dave, what what can we do or what do you think? I was like, well, is there an opportunity to make your pre-approval stronger? And by that I mean we've documented you've got the three percent down, but is there more money that we could point to? Oh, well, yeah, I've got, you know, uh, so they're uh, a non-married couple. I've oh. got his bank statement, but then I, they didn't offer, nor did we investigate. Well, she also, not on the mortgage, Oh, she's got funds as well. Okay. And so Shazam, we assembled two bank statements in like basically under 30 minutes. And suddenly now we have documented, we can prove you can Put 10% down. Aha. And I write them, and it, it also helps that they had a particular property in mind. Okay. And so I prepare a rock-solid pre-approval that says, at, I think I used the top end, $250,000, you can put 10% down, no problem. Here you go, give it to your agent. We're waiting to hear back today, probably, if they got the property. But just oh. that 10% down, it's almost, it is more than triple as strong as their 3%, 3% down. down. Right. So somebody's going to look at that and say, hey, you've got some wiggle room. Now, David, does that obligate them to put 10% down? Are they forced to then actually put 10% down? Absolutely not. And that's something I, I reviewed with their agent as well, just that he wanted to make sure, because this was a change, obviously. It's, yeah, he had written a couple offers with 3%, and he was like, so they've got the 10%? I said, absolutely. What I share with buyers is, on closing day, the seller does not care 
who's showing up with how much and which bags of money. They just want the biggest number altogether. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm 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 hopeful that and they they just weren't ready. I, you know, they needed to get their heart broken once or twice before they or four times. Or four times to reflect on, you know, are we willing to show this strength in order to try to get an accepted offer? And I didn't mention that uh this is specially priced money that we have available for people who don't make too much money. Oh, you know, let's save that for when we come back. And then yeah. I've got a condo story. And then did did you have another story? I got another one for you, yeah. Okay. All right, more stories coming at you. When we come back, you're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM620, WTMJ. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David Wickert. Uh, you can call or text us on the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, which is 855-616-1620, Old National Bank. Get old. Uh, Dad, you're, you have a story about condo, which I think condo can be synonymous with different sometimes, especially when it comes to financing, uh, because condos uh, span, is it new? Is it, are they you know in the middle of a project? Has it been around since the 70s? What's your client's yeah. story? So this was a uh, call from, um, uh, uh, I don't think we've ever done their loan before, but we've talked to them other times in the past, a referral from his financial advisor, and I think from the real estate agent, a double referral. And this particular um, condo buyer is looking to sell their existing home and buy in a new construction condo where the configuration is two unit buildings, right? So you and your neighbor side by side. And then there are eventually going to be 13 of those uh, and maybe one single family because the total number of condos in this project is going to be 27. But only two of the condo units are complete and then they're looking to sell the next two. And, And so... These are side-by-sides? Like yeah, they're side-by-sides, okay. right? But the question was, well, so what can you do for me? And I said, well, I got bad news. I don't think that this project qualifies yet for traditional 30-year fixed-rate Fannie Mae financing because... Yes, but, Brian, I can borrow the money and I can pay it back. It's no big deal. Just yeah, give me the loan. Well, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have these criteria born from uh, past mistakes where they say, you know, um, hey, when it's a new condo uh, project, we'd kind of like to make sure that it's going to make it. Right? Because well, you're, pre- you're competing previous- for value. You're still competing with the builder the developer well, at that point correct and, and so the Fannie Mae rules hey you got to be 50 percent sold to have a shot at getting a 30-year fixed rate mortgage through and so we're nowhere near that and so okay. I explained hey you're probably going to need a portfolio loan yeah uh, meaning either a 15-year fixed rate if you're comfortable with that that some bank is going to hold in their portfolio or an adjustable rate mortgage which eventually you'll be able to uh, refinance and then the question well is this risky I'm like well Depends. It depends on your on your viewpoint. I didn't have the heart to kind of really paint the worst case picture. Had they shared? Like, were they putting an enormous down payment down? They were. They're going to okay. end up with like uh, carrying a hundred twenty five thousand dollar mortgage on a oh. condo that was going to sell for four hundred. I think something like that. Wow. Okay. But but they needed to do a bridge loan, you know, to extract the equity from their existing home, and you know, is the, and they're just nervous, and so. The, the the reality is people assume 
everything's fine, right? <laughs> but I said, well, one thing you want to do is ask the developer who's building this, how long do you expect it's going to take for you to sell all 27 units? I think yeah. that's a fair question. Yeah, because you was all you're really focused and, on is a buyer, and then take right? that answer and double it. Double it would it, be right. my personal because take. the longer that drags out, you know, maybe the more there's a chance that the builder is going to end up being your competitor. Yeah, if you need to sell your condo, and remember, this kind of ties back to the opening segment of the show of Silicon Valley Bank. They were forced to sell an asset at a time not of their choosing. Right. Right, they had to sell bundles of mortgages in order to raise money to pay back depositors who wanted their deposits back. And so, whenever you are forced to sell something at a time not of your choosing, it, it also means it's at a price not of your choosing. It most be, times, right? It can it can be a problem. And, and so, the scenario would be that hey, it's now a year after you bought condo number four in the twenty-seven unit development and maybe the condo is not selling as fast as as they had planned so now what does the developer do to sell the remaining units they say you know what we're gonna we're gonna give you the granite countertops for free and we're gonna give you a ten thousand dollar closing cost credit and we're gonna cut the price go ahead david well, but ultimately it only it matters if you care as a buyer right if you just if you want to buy and put your hand over your eyes because you're going to be there for 10 years yeah it it doesn't matter. It also doesn't matter if if when you do need to sell, is the person who's buying from you are they able to pay cash? Are they able to get financing? Right. Can they put half down like you were describing? Yes, it's hard. So, it's hard though to hope for this future buyer who is strong. Then other things you know that matter are like hey, when the developer is done, uh, you know, selling all the units, and when they turn it over to the owners. How much is going to be in the kitty, you know, to pay for those future? It's brand new now, but in 20 years, it's going to, every place is going to need a new roof. Right. So, you know, where are they leaving you, uh, you know, once that transition happens? These are just things normal people never figure, uh, right. think about. And thank God, because if they thought about them, they probably would never move forward. They'd be paralyzed. All right, what do you want to talk about in the last segment of the show, David? Uh, I've got some home buyers. I think, again, instructive, kind of the head versus heart uh, scenario. These are move-up buyers in comparison to my first-time ah, home buyers from before. Okay. So All right. uh, I'll tell that story when we come back. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David. That's Brian over there. And uh, uh, earlier in the show, Dad, I was telling the story of uh, a young couple going from renting to trying to buy their first home, which mm -hmm. is its own emotional, you know, leap. Journey. I think sometimes, yeah, I think sometimes landlords do us a favor in mortgage lending because whenever they raise rents, yeah. uh, Renters are like, I'm out of here. So yeah, I dare we appreciate you, you. I dare you to go buy a house. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, but so I have I have these clients who like they could not be more rock solid, and so they're trying to go from their starter home uh -huh. into a bigger home. Which anytime you're deciding to do that, it's probably because the small house you own right now is not big enough for all them kids and dogs. Yeah, and so for them, it is. 
paralyzing is too strong. But they're, what they're used to is a smaller payment on a smaller house. Aha, uh-huh, uh-huh, yes, yes. I'm used to making this $1,000 total mortgage payment. Right. And so to go to a bigger house at a rate that's not as low uh, as what's on their smaller mortgage, that, yeah, yeah. I, that's the trifecta of... Ugh, of and the taxes of are going to be higher, too. <laughs> right. Hello. So, but, but he, you know, overall... And so I was talking with them and their agent here on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, wait, we David, do you work on the weekends? We, we do that, by the way. Oh, all well, yeah, of that's when, mortgage loan consultants yeah. are available. Not 24 hours a day, but, you know, they're not firemen. That's fine. But, uh, yeah. From midnight to 5, I am sleeping. Okay, um, there you go. So, because let me paint the picture for you. The, so they have not yet sold their own home. Okay. And so they want to go right on the new home. And praise be that they do not have to write contingent on the sale of their old home. Perfect. And they can afford both both mortgages at the same time. Well, that's they can afford means. both. And, and their jobs, one works in public service, the other one works in healthcare. Solid. Neither of which are going anywhere. Right. And they can put, without selling their house, 20% down on the new house. Well, sounds like a no-worries deal, David. It is a no-worries deal, but... The thing again that is like, wait, what's my payment going to be on this they, bigger they house? Start, they have angst on the, exactly, even though I'm, um, you know, their jobs are rock solid. Their down what payment is, is rock solid. After they sell their uh, existing home, David, how yeah. much of their gross monthly income, approximately, if you know this, will they be I using do. to make the payment? With 20% down on the new house. Their new mortgage payment will represent 20% of their budget. Boom. But but again, Dad, it's, 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 wait, what's my payment? It's going to be, is it going to be double what their old payment is? Oh, easily. Easily double, but it's, so from a, from an objective perspective, these people have a very affordable mortgage payment that they're about to. I said to to them, I'm like, I wish all my clients were as strong as you, because this is, they are so strong, but yeah. To their own detriment, yep. almost? Yep. They bought too small of a beginner home. That's the problem. Well, <laughs> should, well not at the time. Right, not at the time. Right. But, and so right, so what's going to happen? Are they, are, they gonna, are, they, are they hesitant to write? So, oh, and then you said they're also afraid about overpaying, you told me on the break. The, which is also true, and I, I tried to be as kind about it. I was like, are you going to be in this house for a long time? It's like, it doesn't oh, yeah. matter. It's if, forever. In home. 10 years, 20 years. Worrying about what you're going to sell it for in the year 2041, it's just not worth your worry right now. Correct. Even if you were to overpay by 10 or 20 or even $30,000, what price range are we in here? Uh, this is Four. between like 450 and 550 Okay. In the big arc of this couple's financial picture... Drop in the bucket. Exactly, they they're going to lose this. that in their you know four hundred one k plan many times over during the next ten or twenty years, and then make it back. And so, yeah, what so ultimately is going to is making them most comfortable is we're going to do uh, the Texas two step. They're the Texas two step. They're going to do twenty percent down on the new home, and okay. then when they sell their old home, they're going to have this chunk of change, and we're going to connect. Hey, have rates come down since you you know have sold your home? Can we help you refinance? And if not, we could do a recast what? to help them take the chunk of money, pay down the new mortgage, and kind of 
stretch it back out as if they had all the money from the very Up beginning okay. to gonna... help them right-size their payment. And that is going to cost them a whopping $300. All right, that's all the time we have on today's show, David. Oh. Um, mortgage rates are lower. Uh, credit is not tightening. And life is good. Let us help you uh, become a homeowner instead of a home shopper. Just click on that blue button at Acunet.com for your rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval. That's all the time we have. You've been listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255-368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands.